Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show. The most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our vehicle. And today we're in the big, noisy, windy truck. So sound quality is going to be a little less than normal. Sorry about that, but the truck is, it's an old farm truck. If you were a 30-year-old farm truck, you might be a little noisy, too. Welcome to the show. we got a big show for you today. Actually, it's going to be a fairly short episode. And we were just we were just at the grocery store in town. For those of us you don't, who don't know, we live in a very, very small town. And our local grocery store in our very, very small town is extremely limited in what, what it carries. So we do bigger shops. And we've been out to the place today. Did some maintenance out of the place. I uh, went to... Uh, we got a we got a problem with the cabin. It's not a big problem, but it's a uh, a bad uh, support that needs to be replaced. And it's one of the good things about buying a pre-manufactured cabin from a good source is they'll fix it. So I was making arrangements to get that done. And we were like I said, we stopped at the grocery store. We were sitting out there, and I forget the exact comment that was made, but something along the lines of, "Well, you know, in case Tiawaki happens on the way home." We always play this game. What would you? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? We're always doing the what would you do game. You know, I was like, well, yeah, because we're in the truck. I don't have a bicycle, which I often carry with me, but I don't have one today. And I think I could probably walk home from here. Probably. It's about uh, 25, 20, 25 to 30 miles, depending on the exact route. The route we're taking right now, it's about uh, 28 miles. And y'all out there probably saying, wow, salty. If, you, if you're not in shape to walk 28 miles, man, you need to hit the gym. Well, that's true. I do need to hit the gym, but that's not. this is kind of not a normal thing. Normally, I would, first of all, get on a bicycle. And riding 28 miles on a bicycle on a road with no traffic is not much of a challenge. And if you're saying that. Well, if you can't do 25 miles, you just need to hit the gym. You only really have the right to say that if you have actually walked 25 miles in a day, guys. That's right. <laughs> or cycled more than uh, 25 miles in a day. Most people have done that, I would think. Wouldn't you think? No, I think most people have not cycled more than 25 miles in a day. For those of us who have cycled more than 125 miles in a day, we can talk. And that's both people sitting in this yeah truck i think my on foot mileage is about 25 oh mine isn't i've never done 25 on foot but i felt pretty good at the end of that so yeah but anyway long story short i'm coming off of a ankle a major ankle surgery that had broken bones and torn ligaments and stuff like that and i'm still you know i'm what a month and a half out of a out of a walking boot so kind of a different deal and also and these are the kind of things that come up when you start throwing out these scenarios and talk about stuff, I'm wearing new shoes, brand new shoes. I'm breaking them in. That's part of what I'm doing today is breaking in these shoes because you got to start breaking them in. You know, these are not the shoes I would pick if I needed to walk 25 or 30 miles. I would pick those boots with the nice ankle supports in them. Um, that would be what I would pick, not a pair of sandals on a 44-degree day where, the, you know, <laughs> Not these are actually cycling sandals, so they got the hard bottom, um, the really really hard bottom. They're not really great for walking around anyway. 
you can, but you know, this is certainly not a comfortable hiking shoe. They're not designed for it and they were intended to do it. But for walking around where I've been, they were fine. And a, like I said, I'm trying to break them in. They're still really stiff. And the straps are still really stiff. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we'll often do this game of, okay, so what are our assets? Well, obviously, we're in the truck. And assuming the tailwalkie happens, the truck will just take us home. Not a problem. We've got plenty of gas. But what We're happens? We're going if, to run into hordes of people in a traffic jam because we have no hordes of people between yeah, here and there. There's no traffic. We no might traffic. run into hordes of cattle. Whatever. I took a picture just as we were leaving town to go with this story and this podcast. But that's just as we were leaving town. That was um, that's not your typical uh, traffic pattern out where we are going to be. That was because you could see a couple cars. You could see a couple trucks, cars. Yeah, there were like two cars and maybe one oncoming. If I were to stop and take one now, you'd get nothing and like it. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing out here because we're we we're driving through a very very sparsely populated area. Having said that, we're not in a typical situation. So we got the truck, right? And the truck would take us home unless there was like an EMP kind of a thing, and the truck might or might not take us home. That's just simply because we don't know exactly how much damage would be done via an EMP. But assuming that it knocked out all electronics, what resources do we have? Okay, so let's just stop and take a look right now. And this is this was part of the exercise. Well, we're hauling her little we happen to be hauling her little wagon from the place back home so she can do her some uh, composting work. She needs to uh, take the compost pile and the couple years old compost. There was a robin. It's nice to see they're back. Um, sorry, robin flew right in front of us. And put that in the little wagon and haul it over to the garden and start using compost in the garden. But we only have one of these wagons. I've offered to buy another one, but she kind of says no, so there we are. <laughs> it's kind of a thing. My answer to everything is, well, let me buy you a and she says and, no. And my reply is, where would we put it? if she doesn't say no, we'll have all the everything. <laughs> yes. Always. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Somebody must say no. <laughs> and she is the no-sayer. So, anyway, long story short, I'll come back to that again. We've got the wagon, okay? But Good, sturdy got, hand card. I'm sorry? Good, sturdy hand pole wagon. Yes. Large capacity. We've also got in the truck... A bunch of my favorite drinks that they don't have at my local grocery store. In case you're wondering, it is uh, uh, Nani Berry. Nani Berry. Uh, it's not the tea, but it's from the Snapple. Tea. Snapple, yeah. It's not tea, it's Snapple drink. That's 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 a salty favorite. Nani Berry. So I've got a, I've got a half dozen of those. Uh, we've got, uh, a liter of lemonade and, you know, we've got some energy drinks. Water purification and about 12 streams between here and there. Water purification, two types, uh, maybe even three if she carries one in her black bag. I don't know if she does, but, uh, I certainly have two different types in the truck. On the way out, we had three because we, one of the things we were taking out there was a, another water purification System went to the cabin. It's in storage now in the container. So, we've got water. Okay? We have food. Well, we got some asparagus. 
<laughs> we got some potato chips. We have we half, got lots ba- of food. half a bag of potato chips that's left over from lunch because we had a sub sandwich and potato chips for lunch. I've always got enough food to walk 25 miles in my black bag. Right. I've gotten stuck with nothing but my black bag before. Yeah. And, of course, I've got some quite a bit of straight-up emergency food in the truck. So, and we always keep a go bag in all vehicles. So food for 25 miles, not a problem. Um, We could actually haul quite a bit of our extra stuff with us because we have the wagon. Right? Um, Because I've had the difficulty with my leg, I carry um, a good walking cane in the truck. And I do think I actually, if I look back in there, I think this I have at least one pair of boots in this truck that I would swap out these shoes for. And uh, you do. It's a winter pair with yeah, socks. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a winter. But of course, it's you know forty something degrees outside. Mm-hmm. It's hardly summer, although it feels rather like it today. Even though the wind's blowing thirty miles an hour and it's forty-two degrees, it still feels like summer to us. That should tell you the kind of winter we've had. So yeah. The purpose of my bringing this up, though, is not to say, okay, look, we, this is what all the stuff we've got in our truck. The purpose of my uh, bringing this up is mentalizing, mentalization, going through thought exercises. What would I do here? What would I do there? Stopping and thinking about our resources that we have with us in any given situation. And then starting to look for glaring holes. Now, mechanically, this is an old truck with 200 and uh, close to 300,000 miles on it, right? So, you know, I know what's very likely to happen with a truck with this many miles on it. You know, you're likely to have uh, an oil leak or you're likely to have a, I mean, it happens. You're likely to have uh, a radiator hose or, you know, who knows? So I keep the general stock. I keep extra oil. I keep extra radiator fluid in the truck. I keep a battery charger. Uh, not a charger, but one of those crank systems that's crank to start the truck up. I keep jumper cables. I keep um, certainly all kinds of necessary winter clothing. I keep a complete change of clothing in case I should, you know, uh, get acid, battery acid all over me or something like that. I can change out and not have to wear battery acid clothing. So there's all that. That's the stuff we have. But the the interesting part is what could we what do we need that we maybe could really use in the truck if we were stuck twenty five miles from home today? So can you think of anything? No. We've got first aid kits, we've got a couple days worth of emergency medications. We've got basic needs covered, shelter, warmth, reasonable stuff to walk in, food and drink. We'll be fine. It's more important, I think, that we keep in mind that, you know, tent walking probably is not going to happen in our lifetime. The global mass big tent walking. But... A personal Tiatwaki, the end of the world as we 
personally know it, is liable to happen several times in our lifetimes for each one of us. It'll just be a personal Tiat walking. And so we need to not only keep uh, prepping, and by prepping I mean in each individual vehicle, in each individual place that we live, in our suitcases if we travel, we need to keep this these preps in mind. We need to have our documentation in order. We need to have uh, survival in mind wherever we go and whatever we do. And that's wherever we go and whatever we do. What happens if you've flown off on vacation and somebody steals your wallet? Can well, you fly back home? If you're okay. us, <laughs> you pull your state-issued ID card out of the out of your other bag that isn't likely to get stolen and you get on the airplane. That's what we do. Yep. The basic idea is that it, it reminds me of an old uh, 1950s nuclear era. What would you do if the bomb landed right now? Duck and cover. cover. Yeah, it's a really creepy Duck. little song. Uncover. But the concept's there. If it happened right now, would you be set right now? Uh, we know four different routes home from here, basically, which is about as many as there are without literally going across farm fields. And we, yeah, we, literally from where we are, we know every single road between here and there to get home. We know all of them. Because we go around exploring on days when the uh, gravel roads are solid enough that a good old farm truck is... We'll get you through them. We explore the side routes and things like that. We were just out at the place today talking about when the weather gets, when the roads firm up a little bit. Because some of them right now are bad mud roads. And you don't even take a pickup truck on those unless you absolutely have to. Because they'll quagmire anything south of a tractor. Maybe a tractor. Uh, But it's about time to go exploring around there and, and figure out some additional routes there. But we've got three or four routes from there if the water is this high which route do you take if this route is uh, closed how do you get there from another direction it's a habit of mind of thinking about if i needed to deal with this right now could i deal with it and if it if you come up with something that would make you really uncomfortable then that's something to remediate Uh, salty and i were in a Almost took our heads clean off accident once decades ago. There was a wire down across the road, and fortunately it hit the engine block of our car instead of shaving the top the roof of the car and our upper parts of our bodies off. A near thing, but that's what it did, and we hit it one dark and stormy night. And we had just been at this fancy event where I'd been in a dress and high heels and nylons and all this stuff. And dark, nasty, cold night before the cell phone era hit the thing car was completely totaled just demolished and uh the plan was no need for both of us to walk i would stay there with the vehicle salty would walk back there was a highway patrol station about a mile and a half behind us back down the road as it turned out yeah well i was and i just had a regular uh uh i don't want to say suit coat but a regular jacket and and uh, uh, pants, you know, like, like you'd wear to like a 
formal type thing. It wasn't like formal formal. We weren't in tux and tie, but it was, you know, business attire. Yeah. And I remember the look on the uh, patrolman's face by the time he got there and he Salty explained what had been happening and the guy took a look at the car and took a look to make sure I was all right. And Salty was explaining that we had just been at this fancy party and there I am sitting in a pair of uh, corduroys and an old jean jacket. He's kind of looking at me like, really? Like, yeah, I I changed. I knew we were going to have to get out and start walking to at least some degree tonight. So I got out of the dress and high heels before it was time to do that. Had him in the car. If you've got shoes you don't want to walk long in, I'm going to have another pair of shoes around. Because it's it'll kill you trying to walk in a bad pair of shoes for very long. So, it's just think about what could happen. See if what you've got it need is there. Do that often, and you find holes that you can fill. It's the basic story. Well, part of what we're doing now, I mean, we're, we're on a road that both of us right now is not a road we drive every day. In fact, this is kind of an alternate route to get to home. But both of us have ridden this road here, I would want to say at least 50 times on a bicycle. The road that we're about to turn on in about oh, a quarter of a mile from where we are now, and we're going to start slowing down in a minute, both of us have ridden this road, I would like to say at least, what you say, 500 times? At least. At least 500 times. It's a convenient, it's about 10 miles from home, and our daily 20-mile bike ride, it's convenient direction and not much travel. Yeah, very little traffic and usually not the most horrible wind direction ever. So, yeah, we know these roads intimately, and that really is part of our comfort in traveling around the area. Uh, we know there's a standpipe. I mean, we're 10 miles out of town, and I know exactly where to look to see the water tower. And, and I just saw the water tower of our town 10 miles away because I know exactly where it is. If you didn't know where it was, then you couldn't find it. I know exactly where to look to find... Uh, the town that's six miles from our town. I know exactly where to look to find it. There's a large standpipe. A standpipe is a water tower that doesn't have like a big uh, tank on the top of it. Back over my left or my right shoulder. See, there's the town. There's the steeple. How would you be on alternate routes home if you didn't have your GPS? That's one of the things you can ask anywhere yourself. Around, yeah, I was going to say, me personally, anywhere around here, I know every single road. That's why he's bringing up and it might not be obvious to you why he's talking about standpipes and water towers and things like that. There because they put them on the tops of hills, and they're things you can see from a long way away in this part yeah. of the country, and they make good landmarks. If you're out in the country, uh, well, I, I know every cell tower right here by, by heart, but if you're out in the country, water towers, standpipes, if you have really tall churches, you can see really tall churches. Um grain elevators you just know where they are and you know it'll, i'll tell you what if you want to find a greenway if you know there's a greenway around here somewhere let me give you a hint if you know that there's a bike trail a greenway or something that you're going to want to go out and take the family on a little trip and you can't find it here's how you find it if you're in the midwest you just look around and look and see where that big old elevator grain elevator is drive there that's where it is. Those are the big, tall cylinders with the kind of cone shapes on top, generally. Yeah. Just drive there, yeah, and right underneath it, you'll find the greenway. 
every single time. Now, if it's not, if it's the newer style uh, great elevator, which are just like really big, great. Shorter and squatter. Shorter and squatter. That may not be there. But if it's the old, tall, concrete style grain bins, that's where your green bay is going to be. They built them next yeah. to the railroads. And when the railroads went out of business, that's where they put the greenways and the rail trails. Mm-hmm. So, Although I will tell you, it, it, these new style bins, these large elevator bins, are quite spectacular when they fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had one fail in, in uh, North Missouri here last week, and I saw the somebody had a drone, a friend of mine had drone pictures that he took, and they are quite Wow, that was a lot of that was a lot of grain. They filled it. They built a new one. They filled it with soybeans, and it exploded in all directions. And you left kind of of looks soybean colored. It's hard to tell from the picture, but you had this ginormous pile, bigger than a regular house. Oh goodness, yeah, of grain, and then scattered bits of elevator around it. You could fit three or four houses inside this inside this, ele- this elevator. It was huge. If it's, you are in a place like Iowa that has a lot of rail trails, that can actually a be a, an ex- extremely good way to get around if you're on foot or on a bike. And you, there won't be nearly as much hassle and drama as on the uh, paved roads. But Iowa's got a great selection of really good trails, and that would be an excellent way to get from one place to another if you weren't going to be driving anyway. Right, and if you you get out of a city, these greenways are great. They're just one of the best ways to get out of the city without being on a car. Yeah. Because you're dealing with people who, like you, have a little more sense, realizing the greenway is a better way of getting out of the city than... You know, just random motorists who are, you know, so tied and married to their car. Well, anyway, that's... And you're going to have your own way across the uh, waterways. You're going to have your own bridges that are not blocked with frustrated people in cars. Yeah, especially if there's like you know, grid, gridlock. You're not going to have gridlock on a, on a greenway. You know, I... you're, you're not going to have broken down cars. You're not going to have cars that run out of gas on a greenway. I would expect you're going to have a lot of road rage on the roads as well. Oh, you see that all the time in just everyday traffic, you know. So, you know, if it's bumper to bumper and you need to get out of town, that greenway is a pretty good choice if you have any options, especially if you're on bike. And they're designed for it. They're designed to move people. And if you don't know it very well, if it's there's probably maps at the trailheads that you can grab, which is always handy. And a lot of them connect to other ones, so you can get a good... You could get across probably most of Iowa following greenways. And I know you can get almost entirely across the state of Missouri, because Katy Trail State Park runs from St. Louis area all the way into the hinterlands. Well, now it, it actually connects it goes to Kansas, Kansas City. City now. Yeah, it goes from Kansas City to St. Louis. Yeah. So, to Clinton, I think, is where the lowest part of it goes. Yeah. Um, as an aside, here's my aside, because we're driving past a high fence area. You were driving through the country. You're driving past a, a uh, field. And it seems to have an extraordinarily tall fence for no particular reason. And you don't know what that is. 
that tall fence is called a high fence. Not surprisingly, it's called a high fence. And what a high fence does is it keeps in game animals. High fence hunting is a thing where it's where you, like we're driving past a place with, uh, it looks like a, a, a cattle lot, but it's going to be full of uh, very, very large trophy deer. I'll slow down a little bit. Yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of deer out there. Some with massive racks already. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's a it's a pay-to-hunt situation where you... They have semi-tame deer. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we're, we're not huge fans of, of high fence. But people pay this guy thousands of dollars to come and shoot sit deer. in one of his tree sands and shoot one of the deer he's been feeding for five years. So it's got the rack the size of New Jersey. And... You know, some people care about that. Me, I just, I don't know, be like going to the meat market. And, My prize! But yes. Me. Oh, well, enough enough of that. So, yeah, just thought we'd share some thoughts about this and, and encourage you to do a lot of this. Okay, well, what if? Well, what if? Okay, thank you for listening.